solo 401k rules for S corporations. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of Byray Financial, and welcome to another episode of Ad Bits. This is a fourth installment of a five installment series on solo 401k rules for the most popular entity types. Ready, chatted about sole proprietors, single member LCs, C-Corps, and today we're gonna to do S-Corps. And next week we are going to finish up with partnerships, 1065. So if you've watched or seen, listened to the other podcasts, hopefully you see a rhythm going on. What I'm trying to do is break down the solo 401k rules from establishment to contribution rules on how they work exactly for each specific entity type. And most are pretty much the same. And S-Corps are very similar to C-Corps. The only difference is the date for making the contributions uh, from the employer side could be a little different based off the tax return extension date, but pretty much everything else kind of mirrors the C-Corp. So let me just recap where we are and kind of get going. So before I start, let's just review real quickly who's eligible for a solo K. So any entity type, including an S-Corp, C-Corp, sole proprietor, single member LC can set up solo K. Two requirements. Number one, you have to have a US business. It could be a full-time business, part-time business. <clears throat> you can basically be in a situation where you're anticipating revenue. Maybe it's a software startup and you are building your API or building your app. You have no revenue, but you're still in business, right? Um, versus a hobby where, you know, like my son's trades, you know, basketball and football cards with his friends. That, that's not a business, right? You, you know it when you're in it. And then number two, you cannot have any full-time employees um, other than the owners and their spouses. Spouses do not count as employees for ERISA purposes. Full-time employees defined as a thousand hours during one year or three consecutive years of 500 hours or more. So it could be me and my spouse in a business uh, if I own 100% of the business and my spouse works for the business because I have a spouse in the business, spouse is not deemed an employee for ERISA purposes, so therefore I can still have a solo K. Same as if I have a C-Corp or S-Corp with five owners and no non-owner employees that work more than 1,000 hours or three consecutive years of 500 hours or more, good to go. So... The main advantage of a solo form K, high contributions. For 23, you can put in 66,000 or 73,5 if you're over 50. That number for 22 is 61,000 or 67,5 if you're over 50. How you get to that number is broken down into two categories, employee deferral, which is dollar for dollar 22,500 or 30K if you're over 50. That generally can be done in pre-tax or Roth. That is generally required to be done by 1231 in the S-Corp world. If you had a sole proprietor or single member LLC, you'd be able to make those contributions up until you file your return, including an extension. But since an S-Corp, you have a W-2, the idea is the IRS believes that you should know what you earn, so you should be able to make those contributions by 1231. Now, it's an intent. You can technically deposit it after 1231, but the intent is that it should have been done by 1231. The employer contributions, that 25% of your W-2 
That can be done up until March 15th when your S Corp 1120S is filed or extension, which is September 15th. Or if you file it earlier, when you file that return plus extension. So the latest would be the September um, 15th. S Corp filed 1120S, C Corp is an 1120. Just probably shouldn't mention this in the beginning, but if you're listening to this podcast or watching the video, I hope you know what an S Corp is, but if you don't, that's cool. An S Corp is essentially a corporation that treats itself as a pass-through entity for tax purposes, meaning it's taxed as a partnership. So there's no entity corporate level tax at 21%. All the income flows through to the owners and the owners pay tax on the flow through of income. So there's one layer of tax. It treats itself like an LLC or partnership, but it still maintains the corporate form. So there's still corporate responsibilities, there's bylaws, there's minutes, there's meetings. On top of that, there's certain S-Corp shareholder restrictions. Have to be under 100 shareholders, no foreign shareholders. Um, can't have any uh, IRAs as owners, for example. Uh, can't have any partnerships as owners. Can't have any corporations as owners. Single member LLCs technically could be an owner, uh, as well as a 401k, since it's a special trust, but there are restrictions, whereas a C-Corp has no shareholder restrictions. Foreigners can own it. Corps can own it. Uh, S-Corps can own it. It's only where S-Corp has shareholder restrictions. Um, but it's a very popular form of an entity for startups because it's treated a lot like a partnership from a taxation standpoint. There's a flow through of uh, tax, pass through taxation. Whereas a C-Corp, there's two layers of tax. There's a corporate level of 21%. And then there's the shareholder level uh, where the shareholder pays tax on Dividends, uh, whether it's ordinary income or some qualified dividend rate, it's a publicly traded company. Um, and S Corp has one layer of tax, just the shareholder level. So S Corps are a lot more popular uh, for small businesses because the pass through tax treatment, but you still get the limited liability protection. So for solo Ks, if you have a solo K set up already for the 22 taxable year, you had the ability to do W-2s of 20,500 or um, you know, 27,000 uh, if you were over 50. The employer contribution is based off the W-2. So it's not based off the profits of the business. So just like a C-Corp, if your S-Corp made a billion dollars of profits, but you only took a $100,000 W-2, you have to, your maximum contribution is keyed off that 100K W-2. So for 22, you can do 20,500 or 27K if you're over 50 plus 25% of 100 or 25,000. That the employee deferrals had to have been made by 1231. For the 23 taxable year, you can do um, 22.5 or 30K if you're over 50 by 1231, 2023. And then the 25% can be done up until uh, March 15th or September 15th, 24 for the 23 taxable year to an aggregate of 66,000 when you combine the employee deferral and the profit sharing or 73.5 if you're over 50. Uh, employer contributions can now be done in pre-tax or Roth, thanks to the Secure Act 2.0. Employee deferrals also can be done in pre-tax or Roth. But if you get, if you elect to do employer contributions in Roth, you have to pay tax on the employer contribution since it's an after-tax account. But once you're over 59 and a half and the Roth account's been open five years, you can pull the funds out tax free. Uh, one last thing I want to mention is. You can still set up a plan for 2022 so long as your S-Corp has not filed a final return. Um, if you file an extension, you have until September 15th to set up a solo K for 2022. 
but you will be limited to that 25% of the W-2. So the employee deferral would not be able to be made because it technically 1231 deadline has already passed for 2022. But you can set one up, get the 25% employer contribution. You can even do what's called a mega backdoor Roth 401k, which lets you go all the way to 61 or 67.5 if you're over 50 for 2022, all in Roth. <laughs> and you can still set up a plan in 23 for the 22 year. Why? Because that mega backdoor after-tax solution is not deemed an employee deferral. So it's not subject to that 1231 restriction. So bottom line, there's still a lot of tax planning opportunities in 23 for the 22 taxable year. So long as your S-Corp has not filed the final return on March 15th, if you're on extension till September 15th, still got time to play, still got time to set up a solo K for 22, do at least the 25% of your W-2 or do the mega backdoor and go all the way to 61 or 67.5 for 2022. You won't get a tax deduction for 22, but you're going to be able to start building up your Roth nest egg, which obviously you know, could be quite valuable um, down the road. That's it. Um, so again, the S-Corp mirrors the C-Corp. The only difference is C-Corps, the tax returns due April 15th, extension October 15th. S-Corp tax return is due 1120S, March 15th, extension September 15th. Um, otherwise, the employee deferral rules still apply, C or S, 1231. Employer contributions are all keyed off W-2. And that can be done until the return is filed plus extension. And then both C and the S, you can still do the mega backdoor Roth up until the S Corp or C Corp return is filed uh, for 2022. So that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Hope it wasn't too complex. I try to kind of break it down based off employee deferrals, profit sharing, the mega backdoor, talked about 22, 23, talked about eligibility. Um, if you haven't set up a plan, don't worry. It's still lots of time to do some really cool tax planning, whether it's employer contributions to generate uh, tax deduction or just to take advantage of extra cash and dump it in a Roth so you could generate tax-free um, growth. Um, that's it. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have an amazing day and I'll see everyone again uh, next week for the fifth installment. We're going to be chatting about partnerships and solo 401k rules. Otherwise, take care, be well, and I will see everyone again next week. Ciao.